You're tuned in to the Morning Blitz. All they do is sit around and talk. On 102.5 U-Rock and the Rocking M app. Central, 7.38 Mountain Time on a Friday. Welcome to March. It is the first. This is March. Some more on the text line real quickly here. I didn't think we'd get this much response about chain nets, but uh, listener Drew texted in from Colby, says Fike Park had chain nets for a long time. I think they only last five years. They took them down. Boo. Chain nets. I know. Chain nets. I, I saw that text during the first segment and i'm just thinking i've shot at fight park before no chain nets i missed out missed out not cool enough missed out on that, that they gotta that put them back net. up that's right get those chain nets back up uh city it's just of Colby. An aesthetic. <laughs> it just to me it's 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 it uh, signifies outdoor basketball you know it's mm. rugged chain basketball so anyway uh moving on we got more basketball tonight uh girls a lot of girls substate semifinal action. Girls 1A, D1, and Oberlin will have top seed Rollins County versus Decatur Community. Quinter will take on St. Francis in the 2 6 game. And then girls 1A, D1, Golden Plain substate played at the event center in Colby again. Wheatland Grinnell versus Shylin in the 1 5. Thunder Ridge, the 2 seed versus Northern Valley in the 6. I will sit here and say this. In that 1A, D2, there are three of those combined mm. four games. I think three of them, I don't know who wins. I think they're, I think Quinter St. Francis could possibly be a toss-up. I think Wheatland Grinnell, Shylin, and Thunder Ridge Northern Valley could be toss-up games as well. Mm. That's no offense to the teams that are the favorites. I'm just saying those could be really good games and could come down to some free throws, could down to make some making some clutch shots. I'm telling you right now, those could be there should be I'm not gonna sit here saying on Monday we look back, we're like, boy, that was an upset. Yeah, it was in the rankings, but I don't know. I feel like these games could be pretty tight tonight, and we could see how it all turns out at the lower level. So good luck to all those uh, area ladies as they try to advance to their sub-state title games on Saturday. Uh, and then, of course, tonight we have Colby Goodland Part 4. Um, of course, Goodland and Colby meeting for the fourth time. I did get an interesting update from Goodland Athletic Director Marty Lehman. Thank you, Marty, for this Ooh. great bit of insider information. He's kind of like the Adam Ooh. Schefter, uh, you know, for us here on the show. Thank you, Marty. We're in our Texan from New York. The MCL, the Mid-Continent League, had a scheduling issue, so Colby and uh, and Goodland split, so that's why they didn't play a home-and-home. Home. So Colby uh-huh. played Russell, and Goodland played Hoxie. That's the reason we did not play five times. Marty, if you're still listening, I'd like to ask, would you have been okay playing a team five times in the same season if that's what have happened? I'm, I'm curious if you would have if you would have been okay with that because I think it worked out for the better, honestly, as best as it could. Because boy, playing a team for the fifth time in the postseason would have been nuts, absolutely mm-hmm. nuts. Um, I'm gonna get my thoughts in here real quick, then I'll let Christian take the floor and and, uh, and do this because I don't think I've got a lot to say. Goodlands won this thing ten times in a row. They've beaten Colby ten times in a row. The last time was no doubt one of the closest on the last uh, within the last 10 second buzzer beaters, not buzzer beater shot, but a last second shot there from uh, Jack Smith. got an offensive board to put back, gave him a one point lead. Elizabeth Barton goes down and for, misses a shot. Game over. Uh, Colby almost spoiled Goodland's senior night. Didn't get it done. Here's the biggest thing about tonight's ballgame. I've said this before. I'll say it again. Tonight, it's about putting out the fire of your respected opponent. Putting out the fire. What do I mean by that? 
So if I look at these two teams, I'm gonna I want you to imagine a steam a coal steam engine. For those of you who don't know, you know you throw coal into this fire, it creates steam, which then creates the mo- the locomotive go down the tracks. Follow me so far. Here's the thing, you know how you slow down the train? You don't throw coal into the fire. You don't do that. You know if you're if you have a, if you have a campfire, you smother it. You don't, you don't let more wood and more air get in there. You take it out of there. You do that tonight. Neither of these teams are fantastic in the half court. They, all year long, they've been okay, not great in the half court. They are at their best when they get turnovers out of the opposition, which leads to easy buckets on the other end. Elizabeth Barton lives off that stuff. Lives off of it. Same thing for Goodland and most of their players. They live off of steals and layups. Whatever team tonight has their defense working the best and is limiting their turnovers tonight wins this game. Write it down. That's the biggest thing. And it's hard. And it's 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 and the, the pressure is on Goodland because they've won 10 times in a row, and it's hard to beat a team how many times in a single season? It's hard to beat a team twice in a season, let alone double that. So there's more pressure on Goodland a little bit. But it's not going to come down to Oh gosh, you know, they got to make threes, they got to make this. No, it's simple. Take whoever, whichever team's defense does what it wants by getting turnovers and layups and limits their own turnovers is the team that wins this game tonight. That's my pin. That's the, that, I'll put a pin in that. That's what I think on tonight. Mm. Well, we, we have talked about this a little throughout the week. Uh, I'm not going to entirely disagree with you because I think you're, you're right. Uh, this. These are two teams that it's almost like uh, any movie ever that you've watched where these two foes are going at it and they hate each other and it's clear all, you know, they, they meet in the, in the middle of the movie, they meet at the beginning and they meet at the end and at the end they have slowly come to realize and finally the viewer realizes it too that they're not as different as they are similar. These two teams are built very differently. They have different makeups. They have different squads. But their play style, when you get down to it, here at the end of the movie, they play very similar. These two squads try to suck the life out of other teams. They play intense inside-out defense that forces frustration from opposing squads. With that frustration, they make other teams try to take too much and try to get desperate, and suddenly they snowball into turnovers, and they force other teams to collapse. They get out and run. Both of these teams score well in transition. Both of these teams force transition opportunities better than anyone else in the area. Neither of these teams shoot both either a good percentage from outside or a large volume of outside shots. Like Ross said, neither of them are elite half-court executing offenses, but it's suffocating defense. These are elite, elite-level defenses. Goodland allows, what, 28 points a game? Colby, over the last, I think, eight games, has done the exact same number. These are two of the best defenses in 3A. They're clashing here tonight for round number four and I call it round number four because I think it is just that image 
put that image in your head of a heavyweight matchup, and I think the key for Colby is they need a clear night. Because on a clear night, you go out, there's no clouds, and you can see your stars. You need your stars to execute tonight, and that doesn't mean you need 25 and 6 steals from Elizabeth Barton or 15 and 8 boards from Shaley Holzmeister, but they need to star in their roles. Because Goodland, so far across these three matchups, has, because of their depth and because of the different makeup that they have, really hasn't had their stars crush Colby. Jaxie Michek had 20 points in the second matchup with Colby, but almost all of them, I think 12 or 14 of them, were from the free throw line, and almost all of those were intentionally foul. Were her being intentionally fouled at the end of the game. In none of the matchup have Goodland Stars crushed Colby, but they have depth and they have three, four, five girls that they turn to off the bench that can suddenly come out of nowhere. And like I think it was Ali, Abby Cure. Uh, Allie gave them. Allie. Allie Cure gave them gave them uh, ten points. I think uh, in that third matchup, and that was huge because that was Actually, a third of Colby's that was, points. That was Libby. That was Libby. Libby. Cure. So Libby <laughs> did that one, not Allie. I was Libby, say, Libby had the ten points, and that was huge because that was literally a third of Goodland's points. That was big. Here's the thing. That's awesome. Goodland has cultivated an incredible amount of depth, and they have these people that can turn to when your stars aren't giving you the star-level punch that they always do. Colby does not have that blessing. What they have are five starters that can ball and that are all very good, but they they don't have three, four, five girls to turn to off the bench. Sometimes they don't have more than one that can give them six, eight, ten points on a random night. So what Colby needs is Allie Flanagan and Logan Nolan to stretch the floor. They need Shaley Holzmeister to attack her one-on-one matchups. They need Bren Stanley to own the paint as she has down the stretch of this season. And they need Elizabeth Barton to do what she always does. It's, it sounds simple when I put it like that, but Colby... This is a ver- this is a winnable game. Colby has proved that they can hang with the champs and they can p- go punch for punch with them down the stretch. But who's hitting the mat at the end of round four? Because that's what really matters. You go back to even that third matchup before the game, talking with head coach Yancey Walker for the Lady Eagles, talking about, hey, at the time, you've lost nine in a row to Goodland. You know, you're in Goodland. You have a chance to ruin senior night. Uh, you know, how much do you... And he kind of went, yeah, it'd be great. I'd, you know, We'd love to go grab a win in Goodland, over Goodland, break this streak, but let's be real. More than likely, if we do what we want to do and make the state tournament, Cowgirls are standing in the way. A potential round four is in the way, and that's the one we really want. Even before that game, he was giving me that sentiment. Now it's finally here, round four. It is incredibly good matchup on paper. I'm super excited for it. And there's ways for both of these teams to win that are very realistic, but Colby needs to be very good if they do if they want to break this streak and make the substate finals for the first time since 20 even make the substate finals. There are two ways you can listen and if you do want uh, that more some goodland homering, go over to 
go over to uh, Ross and uh, listen on 102.5 nah, You Rock. Nah, and not homering. If you want some Colby but. homering, one, uh, 100.3 The Ride and yours truly. One more thing before we get to break. There's one thing else that stands out to me in this game, and it's from the Colby perspective. If you're Colby and you want to try and win this game, Elizabeth Barton needs to stay on the floor. Yeah, that's Elizabeth the truth. Barton gets in foul trouble. Something about playing the black and gold of Goodland gets her extra hyped, and she ends up getting called for fouls, and she, she rides the bench most of the game. Every time that I've seen it this year, I don't know about the time they played in the Orange and Black Classic. You would know that. I didn't see that game, but... The two, the two other meetings, Elizabeth Barton was on the bench early in the first half with foul trouble. And so if they find a way, if she finds a way to find the bench again, it's not going to help Colby. They need her to stay out of foul trouble, and that's going to be a big key for Colby uh, going forth in this game tonight. So there you go. All right. Like I said, fun game tonight. Broadcast starts 540 Central, 440 Mountain Time, either 100 points to the ride, 1025 Rock Goodland, Colby, round four, part four, whatever you want to call it. All right, let's get to a break. Come back. Lots more to get to for the weekend, including a big weekend for uh, JUCO Wrestling. We'll wrap up the show next with our final segment here on The Blitz.